All right. Hey, everybody. So um, I'm back. I, I think this is technically Podcast 51, if I can count it. Uh, but it's a little different for three reasons. I'm sitting on court nine. We've, I've never done this on a tennis court. Uh, so we are just inside the baseline on court number nine at the WAC Lake Country. Um, and this one is very specific. It's not my usual. We're talking about a specific um, event called the Milwaukee Tennis Classic. And third, I've got a special guest with me, the legend of all things tennis, Denny Schachter joins me. Denny, say hi to the people. Hi to the people. Oh, those are the people. So um, Denny and I are sitting here on Court 9, and, and I was asked a few weeks ago um, by a nice lady named Christina, still haven't met Christina, but we will Wonderful at some girl. point, um, if I'd be willing to maybe think about a, a podcast to promote, discuss, and talk about the Milwaukee Tennis Classic that, from what I know, it's been around since 1975. Is that correct? Exactly. And, Denny, you're here because you've been involved for a long time, also on the board, correct? Correct. Right? So we're going to go through everybody, just sort of tell you what it is, because I'm not sure a lot of people in the tennis community know it exists, what it is, where it is, and we're just going to go through that down this list and kind of see if we can convince some of you to get in your car in September and drive out there and watch some really good college tennis. So that's our goal by the end of this. Um, so, Denny, we're just, we've kind of got a list here. Um, sort of, if you can give me a, give the listeners a rundown, the intro of what it is, how it started, um, all those kind of things. And then we'll get into the details of when, where, how it works, all those type of things. But even, even me, a tennis person in Wisconsin for almost 20 years, I'm not super educated on it. I believe I've, I've been to it a couple times, um, but I don't know the, how it started and those kinds of things. So what would you tell somebody who's never been, what's this? What's the Milwaukee Tennis Classic all about? Actually, uh, Scott, first of all, thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, the Milwaukee Tennis Classic is an outgrowth of the Milwaukee Basketball Classic. Uh, if uh, I look back, it used to be that Marquette would play a team, Wisconsin would play a team, you would pray that each of them would win, and they would be in the finals of the Milwaukee Basketball Classic. Once in a while, my beloved Badgers won, but most of the time Marquette won because they were very, very good at the time. And uh, a very distinguished Marquette alum, Chaz Mulcahy, who played uh, tennis at Marquette, had this idea and shared it with Al McGuire, who I believe was a basketball coach and athletic director, about having a tennis event because the Halford Tennis Center had just been built, and they had a perfect venue for a college tennis tournament. So uh, I wasn't involved in the conception of it. Chaz and Marquette people were, but I was brought in because I was a coach at Wisconsin, and I kind of became a recruiter of kids to come to play because um, I was firmly involved with the Big Ten and with some of the nation's tennis coaches about sending players. So in 1975, we launched the event, um, men's and women's, singles, doubles, and mixed, and we were off and running. And uh, that's really how it started in 1975. So it's, you're telling me it started because of basketball. It, yeah, yeah right. I would say that Chaz saw the concept and said, why can't Wisconsin and Marquette team up on the tennis side? Because he was a, and still is an ardent tennis fan. So that's how it really began. Uh, I, I had no idea. Yeah. That's uh, that's strange for a, a tennis event to start because of a, a 
another story. And a facility that had just been completed on Marquette's campus. Elvin, uh, I think his name was Evan Helfer, donated the money for a recreational building that had six indoor tennis courts, fitness and swimming and so forth that still stands. It's actually under, under renovation right now. Interesting. So one of the questions on our, our sort of agenda we have is, what is it? Well, it's, it's a, I would call it a, a, a collegiate tennis tournament, uh, the longest-running collegiate tennis tournament besides the NCAA in the nation at 47 years. And it's kind of depressing to say I was in at the beginning and, you know, so on and so forth. But that's the reality of it. And uh, what it does is it brings great college tennis players to the Midwest. Uh, it's not, it has had teams. But it's, uh, I think it shined the best when it was individuals and doubles teams because uh, the players were of great stature. And the NCAAs is rarely held in the Midwest. It's usually in a warm-weather climate in Georgia. Once in a while, it'll show up at Notre Dame or at Illinois, but it'll be in California, Texas, Georgia, Florida, Orlando yeah. now with the USDA site. So it was our chance to portray college tennis to a Midwestern audience. Specifically Milwaukee. And this is all Division One. Correct. Correct. That's what I thought. So if you're listening to this, the, the three listeners we're going to have, um, Division One tennis is it's it's impressive. If you haven't been to a pro tournament, this is your next best thing. There's kids out there who are going to attempt to make it on the tour who have really great resumes and skills. Um, and so I, I just sort of, made a list of some of the past players and teams that have been there. And I'll run down a couple of them that you've heard. Um, USC, not a bad tennis school, right? right? UCLA? Correct. Harvard, you attended Harvard, correct? Uh, With your intelligence? In my dreams. In my dreams, I attended Harvard. I did have a Harvard sweatshirt once. Nice. <laughs> um, Texas, Stanford, North Carolina, Pepperdine, obviously Marquette. The Badgers, Oklahoma, NC State, Michigan, you could go on forever. And, and people listening to this, these aren't low-level programs. You're that talking some of those are the best, especially in the past. Some of those names are the best of the best for many, many years. Exactly. Um, and so you, you can get a chance if you come out and watch this. You can see these, these kids, young adults, playing at it with several that probably have some hopes to try to make it on the tour? Aren't there a few in there, Denny, that would... Right. I would say that, similar to other collegiate sports, I think what's the percent that that they always advertise on television or convey that it's like 1% to 3% of kids playing college sports end up being professional. So it's a very small percent. But in tennis, a kid, like a basketball player, doesn't make it in the NBA. They could be playing in Europe for a team in Spain or France or Russia or Ukraine. Or, or one of those places. And tennis is the same way. You have kids that will play different tours that are established around the world, and they may be four or 500 in the world, but they're still very, very good players and get a chance to show their talents and earn a little money before they uh, you know, go into another thing in their life. Right. Um, it, it's serious tennis. So I, I played and coached in JUCO World Junior College. There are players at that level. My team, the mighty uh, Vincennes University Trailblazers, coached by Ron Tamer Albers. See, that's my little plug for coach. Um, I played with a guy who went and played.
tennis. This is a small school, and and I coached when I coached the women's team JUCO. There's players that they were in JUCO because of grades, finances, something caused them to go there. But they're moving on to D1 and possibly more. And this is a great opportunity. And this is something I want to. It's not really on our list, but I wanted to get into that. Part of the reason we're talking is we want to get crowds out there, exactly, and encourage clubs, local clubs to take their kids and adults. I'm the adult tennis manager here. I hope some of our adults, we can get some people out there because it's an opportunity for the juniors to see what it takes to play Division One. You've coached a long time. I have too. I've had players and parents over my career that have this vision that little Timmy's going to play D1 tennis, and you and I both know little Timmy's not going to make it. This is a great place to really go and watch and see if you've got it. Should yeah, it's you, a reality check. Can you make it? Should yeah. you lower your expectations? Um, in addition, just to seeing how those people play mentally, physically, the shape they're in. Um, so we really want to encourage club directors, managers, owners, if you're listening to this, it's free, right? Yep. It's a free chance to go watch some of the best tennis players in our country. For the world, there are a lot of international players to go watch this and find out how you stack up, right? It is. It can be a reality check. Right. I was lucky. I knew. I was fairly self-aware of my tennis. I was really good for my little town. Pretty, pretty good for my state. But when we got to the Midwest and the bigger, I knew these are some big, big boys here. I'm not. I'm not going past. I'm going to hit a limit. Uh, still want to watch it. But it's a great thing. Even coaches take your kids. If you you're struggling with a player or a parent giving you a little stress about wanting their their kid to make you know to go play for the badgers send them to this maybe they're good enough i'm not yeah, bashing yeah. them but maybe they are but this will give you an idea of holy yeah. cow this is some serious tennis right well, one of the things even at my age and my limited teaching that i'm doing now i love to watch stroke production i like to watch footwork i like to watch what shot they're hitting at what time how well they play ad points, uh, how they compete. The other thing that's really neat about the Milwaukee Tennis Classic, there's no bad seats. Uh, if you go to a pro event and you're in the Raptors, it's hard to see players. At the Milwaukee Tennis Classic, you can be 10 feet away and you can really see and hear what's happening on, on a court. And I always tell people they always want to set center court and really the best seat's a corner seat because you can see the whole seat without straining your neck, yeah. or the, the, the whole court. So even at my age and, and the fact that, you know, I'm uh, in the twilight of my – I'm on the 18th fairway, basically, is I still enjoy watching kids play, and particularly because the shots that pretty much everybody we teach are the same shots those kids are hitting. Uh, the unfortunate thing, they're hitting them better, faster, harder, stronger, whatever, sure. but they're still hitting the same shots. Uh, the court is still the same size for those of us at the WAC as it is for college or pro tennis. It's just that the level of play is, is, is better. It's great. So it's a great learning experience for a lot of people, and the players and coaches are pretty approachable between matches. So if Someone went to Oklahoma, and the Oklahoma coach was there. Go up and say, hey, you know, my sister went to Oklahoma. I just want you to know I'm here because 
I have family that went to Oklahoma. Oh, that's yeah. great, you know, so on and so forth. Unlike in major sports where you really don't have that contact with a coach or a player, I have found the players to be very receptive to our audience. So that's that's a wonderful yeah. experience. That was on my list before we get to all the details of how where it is and how it works and all those things. If you're a high school player and you have a dream of playing college tennis, whether it's D1 or 2 or 3 or JUCO or NAIA, this is a place you ought to be because we had talked about it off mic. Walk up to a coach. If you want to go to Madison, I dare you to walk up to Coach Westerman, shake his hand and say, hey, I'm, I'm coming for your team. What do I need to do? Like, Ask those questions. What, what should I be doing to get recruited? Is it, is it videos, letters, emails, texts? What, what do they want to see? I know I coach at a much, much lower level. But I would get videos from players, and all it is is them being fed a ball by a coach, and everybody looks like Serena <laughs> Williams. And so I started realizing, though, I need live play. Put somebody out there, start a match, and let's go. And I, I know I'm not, I can't speak for Division One, but I know a lot of people when I tried to get my girls to transfer to, out of to another school, they wanted real video. Like, don't send me coach video. Don't make you know. I want to see the real thing. Is it texting, emailing? Walk up to a coach, ask him. Even if that's not a school you want to go to, hey, how do, how do I do this? Because that process is really difficult. And if you can get it directly from a coach or an assistant coach or a player, even better. Because they'll know. I mean, I got a lot of videos, and it was delete pretty quick. Because, <laughs> right? And so maybe they can get some good ideas of how to go about that. Uh, so we, you can tell we're, we're really pushing to get some of those Right. You know, middle school, high school players I'll, out I'll there. tell you a little story very quickly. Uh, I coached from 1972 to 81, which is well in the previous century. And uh, there was no texting videos. Uh, there probably was 8-millimeter movies, but I never got them. If I wanted to recruit somebody, I had to go live to see them play. And several of us in the Big Ten, I won't name the coaches, we recruited together. And at the end of the day, we'd say, who did you see and why did you like them or didn't like them? And it would be different reasons. Some, some, somebody like, I happen to be, love to watch footwork, and I like the way people played ad points, how well they competed on ad points. Because if they fought to get back to deuce, terrific. If they had an ad and they could close it out, terrific. Those are my kind of co- competitors. Right. And you could have guys that, and girls that really don't hit the ball that well but can compete and you had to see them live to get the flavor of, of what their fiber was and uh, now uh, with worldwide recruiting there is as you said tons of video things like that I know Danny goes to Europe uh, maybe every couple of years he has a pipeline to certain pros there uh, but college tennis is probably 60 to, on the D1 level probably 60 to 70 percent foreign players for sure and so consequently if you're going to compete and keep your job you got to have those kids right i think it's worth those those players who want to play college tennis to me this is a this should be a requirement to attend something like this in our area there's not a lot of this stuff to go see and it's a great it's a great setup so if you're a coach a parent player and you're hearing this um put it in your calendar make it a priority I think you could go a long way. And I might add, uh, the Milwaukee Tennis Classic is held in the fall at the beginning of school. Come January, February, uh, Marquette, Wisconsin, uh, 
all have D1 schedules at their respective buildings. Uh, Marquette will be playing at North Shore Elite. Wisconsin plays at the Nielsen Tennis Stadium. And I might add, the women's team at Wisconsin, I think, ended the year at 21 or 22 in the country. So they can compete with anybody. And uh, it's not that far to drive to Madison to see, uh, you know, a really good college tennis team. And to go to North Shore Elite and see Marquette compete as well. Well, I think we ought to tell the people where it is and when it is. So I'll kind of go through it. Denny, you're welcome to add things because you're involved in this far more than I. So it is scheduled this year for Friday, September 22nd through Sunday, September 24th. Where it's at, you're going to see the men's matches at the Milwaukee Country Club and the Wisconsin Club on Friday and Saturday. Women's matches will be held at Western Racquet Club in Elm Grove on Friday and Saturday. And if I'm reading this right, both men's and women's finals championships are at Western Racquet Club on Sunday the 24th. That, that is, is that correct. All, that all correct. So all three of those clubs are as good as it gets. Great uh, resources and facilities to go watch. Uh, we mentioned before, this is free. We're Danny and I aren't here selling anything, or we're not. We're not selling tickets. We're not Ticketmaster. No, we don't get anything from this. Um, we're just trying to promote this and let people know about it. So you've got three days of Division One tennis at three different locations for free. Not sure where somebody could tell us no, Denny, to this. Right? We're very persuasive. But, you know, even though they're <laughs> private clubs uh, for this event. General public, of course, is more than welcome. You don't have to be a member to belong to come and watch. So we encourage everybody and anybody to to, to attend, and uh, families especially, parents and kids, uh, coaches. Uh, high school girls will be in the heat of the battle at that point in September, but Sunday uh, they don't play or practice. Uh, the boys have no excuses; they're not competing at right. that point, and so. Uh, we should have. Uh, we should be in great shape. Great. Well, if you haven't, I think most people that listen to this are probably in the tennis world and may have been to events at those clubs. They do it right. I worked for Western Racquet Club for 15 years. Um, they can handle large events like this, exactly. and all of them can. And they will treat you well, and they want you to be there. It's not. You mentioned you don't have to be a member. This isn't. From what I understand, this is not a stuffy event this is open to the public casual come watch find a spot like denny mentioned you can get really close to the players if you can meet the players walk up to them they'd probably a college kid if somebody came up to me and wanted my autograph or sign a tennis ball i'd be like heck yeah that'd be awesome the only thing that would be missing is you haven't learned to write yet yeah (laughs) (laughs) that that is true i'd have to have someone do that for me i'm working on that um so the format so it's, it's a draw. I see a draw of 32. That's for both singles and doubles. Is there a back draw? Uh, I think it's still being discussed based on space and time because of uh, players having to catch flights on Sunday. And if the Consies get to a certain point and they have a flight to catch, a lot of times consolation events get ruined because somebody has to leave. So we're still in uh, discussion okay. on how we're going to handle that. Got it. So our... Tournament director is Andy Volker, correct? Um, Andy will actually be joining us here at the WAC this fall when all of his summer stuff is done. Um, he's somebody who 
we've talked a bit about and I already listed off some of the names. Um, you mentioned earlier when we were talking about some of the players, past players. You were able to throw out a few um, few names that have participated in it that people may know. Um, you want to share a couple of those yeah, with well, us? Probably the, the best player that played based on his pro career was Paul Anacone, who is an, uh, an announcer, I think, on tennis events. Periodically you see him. He's coaching, I forgot. too. He coaches yeah, on the tour. He's, he's, he's big time. Uh, there's a, a player, Mike Leach, that won the event a couple of times that played at Michigan and played on the pro tour. Uh, Pete Sampras, uh, an icon in men's tennis, his sister Stella, who played at UCLA, won the doubles one year. Uh, we've had some Wisconsin kids do well. One of my former players, Dave Pelisek, and uh, Coach Kerry Bachman's daughter, Amy Bachman, won the mixed doubles in really? the first year of the event. So uh, there, uh, there's a lot of names that uh, were great in college tennis, may not have gone on to pro careers, but in their day were, were outstanding. And uh, you're going to see some players, uh, uh, you know, Virginia has inquired about sending four players. They're the defending national champion for men. I would guess that their top two players will enter the pro tour at some point and make a splash. So, uh, right. uh, uh, you know, it's, it's good stuff in terms of players. Yeah, so I know I, I talked to my buddy Scott Carson, the tennis director over at Western, and he mentioned our, our local, um, Robert Krill, played for Brookfield East, and the Badgers participated in it. One, yes. He's, Robert, if you're listening, still one of my favorite players to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What, what a grinder, and yeah. um, I would never want to play him because he would break his leg to beat me, and right. I couldn't handle that. It wasn't so much that your strokes were worse or better than Robert's. It's the <laughs> fact that he could really move. He had a phenomenal feet. And your feet uh, were suspect. What's wrong with my feet? Well, they're, they're they right don't here. get to the place you want to go as fast as Robert Krill's feet um, did. I'm just sort of honored that my name and Robert Krill's are been discussed <laughs> in the synonymous. same thing yeah. because my skills were never close. <laughs> Obviously, the Corwins. Terrific. Yep. Felix, Emma, both played there. Brookfield East. Um, right. You got, well, family of state champions there. Yes. So. Um, there are local players that have gone on to play for schools that will be there. If you followed them in high school, as as they add players, I think you'll be able to look probably on the website and see which teams, which players are coming. Exactly, right. um, and that'll be promoted more. So if, if you like local tennis, there's still a, a flavor of that if you go to these things. Um, so we talked about the support in it. So the classic, it's it's a big deal, everybody. It has sponsors. Um, they've got corporate sponsors. Sponsors this year. Um, the Boucher Automotive Group, and Azura Memory Care. And we talked a little bit. Um, if you're looking for cars, vehicles, I need I need one. Maybe they'll hook me up. Yeah, my son got his license. I need a third car. Oh. Are they going to take care of me for this? Yeah, my... I, I, I would think, and it's ironic you bring it up because we're looking for a car for my wife. Are you? We are Boucher customers already, so we're, we're already in there. Let me just mention about the Boucher Auto Group and, you know, Groups of car dealers are terrific community partners. They, they understand the give back. Uh, Boucher is involved with the American Dietetic Association, the Red Cross, Autism, uh, AMVETS, uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Milwaukee. They service Waukesha, Milwaukee. I, I'm not sure. They may be in Racine. I'm not sure of, of what their span is, but they are great citizens. And... Uh, the fact that they want to be involved with tennis for the first time 
I think it's a feather in their hat, and uh, it says a lot about uh, what their philosophy is. That right. college tennis means something to their their think, demographic. I think it shows that the tennis classic is a big event because right. they've yeah. got big two big sponsors for this. So if you're looking for a vehicle, you can go to their website at boucher.com, B-O-U-C-H-E-R.com, and check all that stuff out. Um, and I mentioned earlier in Azura Living, which Denny's got some um, little bit of a background on that. Yeah. He's going to fill yeah, us in. Yeah, uh, that's a memory care facility. Uh, and uh, one of our board members' uh, spouses was there for a couple of years and uh, built a relationship with the folks there, and they ended up becoming a sponsor last year and this year. And so... Uh, we're very fortunate that they, they want to be engaged with us and uh, certainly welcome the corporate sponsorship. Right. And you can find their website at azuraliving.com. That's A-Z-U-R-A living.com. Uh, it says Memory Care of Oak Creek. So if you have that, that need in your, your life right now, check that out. And uh, we're happy to happy to have them with the Classic and they're right. a valuable part of, of growing this. Um so I mentioned before this 47th event started in 1975. Have you been to all 47? Uh, How many of the 47 do you think? You've I'm going to say 42 uh, or thereabouts. Wow. Uh, I made it an effort even when I wasn't a coaching college. It was a three-year window when I had another job at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And also uh, when I was a Wilson rep for 22 years, I made most of them. I didn't keep a diary of uh, when I came or not, but um, I've always been involved, and in, I've been involved on the board, so I've been at board meetings for all those years. Uh, so that's good. The other thing, uh, and I think you're going to touch on this a little bit, is um, uh, there's going to be some events that we're going to have that are still in the formative stages based on court and time availability. We're hopeful of perhaps having a, a college tennis alumni exhibition. We've talked about a clinic for juniors, uh, coffee with cars where Boucher brings some cars where people can actually check them out, and then uh, breakfast at the Classic during the championship matches would be a, a similar thing to, uh, you know, strawberries and cream at Wimbledon or something like that. Right. So these are all uh, based on our space and time but we're hopeful of having those kinds of events so that uh, people can be engaged. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these, and as Danny mentioned, they're all kind of tentative ideas. I think the board is working hard along with the facilities, the coaches, the schedule. There's a lot. I can't yeah. imagine putting something like yeah, this on. Yeah, for three days. Three days with players coming from all over the country. And, Correct. And all the flights and traveling and getting them to show up when their match is scheduled. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of things you can look for that I think can entertain you while you're there outside of the tennis. Right. Um, you know, I, I think you mentioned it, but there, there's an idea of a, a possibly a free clinic for juniors with, I'm assuming, with players and coaches. Right. And, and, and to your point, Scott, the uh, Milwaukee Tennis Classic website will be updated as we get closer to the event. So the events that I mentioned will be uh, formalized and be definitive on the website so people will know where to go. And in addition, you're the social media mogul, so you can talk about I will have uh, information on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, 
want to get information, they'll be able to get it pretty easily. Right. So the the website, and this is probably the most important thing, is MilwaukeeTennisClassic.org. I'm on it right now. It's got everything you need to know. Um, it's a actually a very nice looking site. It's got lots of pictures of the players. Past you can go to past champions forever. It's got links to YouTube videos. You can actually watch previous weeks uh, or previous um, tournaments. So MilwaukeeTennisClassic.org is where you want to go for all of those you know, things. One thing I noticed on the website is that your yours and my matches are not I, not on the website as yet. But you know, there's always hope. I'm looking here at the super mega senior draw, oh. and uh, I don't see you. Oh no, uh, I'm not old enough yet. Let's <laughs> go. Still got ways to go, but I think you'd be seated. Yeah. I think you'd be a top twelve seed somewhere, I, somewhere I, I, in there. I think um, I'd be out there with a hole and a shovel yeah. as far as seating goes. <laughs> uh, it would be it would be rough. So he mentioned um, when this is done, we will post this on everything. Uh, my my personal pages will have it on there as well. Um, to get involved, we need some. They're always looking for volunteers, and this is something I don't know a ton about, but I know these things rely a lot on volunteers, right? right? The board and their friends. And how would somebody go about volunteering? Do they just go to the website? Yeah, I think there's a prompt for volunteering, and for a long, long time, families in the area housed the players and the coaches. When COVID hit, and we still had the events. The players and coaches elected to stay in hotels because of the COVID threat. Now that the threat has diminished a little bit, I think we're back to housing players for those those folks that uh, want to do so. Okay. So that's on there on the website. It is. I'm looking at it now. You hit volunteer on the top right of the main page, and it's a one-page contact form, name, email, and a message, and submit it. So if you're interested, um, go to that page because I know they won't. They will not turn you away because the no. more the more people, the better to support this um, this large event. Um, what can you tell me? And we didn't we didn't talk about this. What do you know as a board member about um, fundraising? I see friends of the classic fundraising. Is that something we should tell the people? Well, there's there's certainly uh, uh, the friends of the classic are people that Chaz Mulcahy and uh, our board. Uh, we circulate amongst our, our, our buds. Hey, the classic needs some help. Uh, and the money that we raise, I should say that something really important is the Milwaukee Tennis and Education Foundation, our, our program for literacy and tennis here in Milwaukee, is an outgrowth of the Milwaukee Tennis Classic. In addition, there are scholarships that are part of the Milwaukee Tennis Classic that are given to kids in the community to continue their education. So there's that element of it. And then just uh, the sponsors are hugely important in terms of operating expenses when we're renting courts and doing things of that nature. So Friends of the Classic, uh, uh, I I think there's a prompt for that on there. So on the website, if people want to donate to the Classic and uh, to the extemporaneous events and things that we do, uh, relative to scholarship and uh, things of that nature. Yeah, there is. There's a page you can hit um, donors and volunteers. Perfect. Um, and fundraising. And it's very easy. It's it's. Uh, I've, I've just jumped on it, and I believe actually there's Robert Krill right there. Yeah, your there's guy. A picture of him, Robert. If if you ever listen to this, you and I need to play a match now because I've been 
I've been compared to you. Hey, he owes you for the pub. Yeah, he does, right? Um, So I just want to go over briefly, because we're almost done, Denny. We've we've covered our pages. Um, It's the Milwaukee Tennis Classic. It is Friday, September 22nd through Sunday, September 24th. It's hosted at the Milwaukee Country Club, the Wisconsin Club, and Western Racquet Club in Elm Grove. That's where the finals will be of the men's and women's, both championship matches. Uh, 32 draws. It's a lot of players. Teams from all over the place. It's completely free. We keep harping on that, but I think it's it's hard these days to find cheap or free entertainment. I went to a movie the other day, Denny. Yeah, which one? Sunday, by myself. Mission Impossible. Yeah, great movie. Got to go see it in the theater. Yes. It's, it's amazing. The Explosions chase scene is chases. unbelievable. Like, it cost me like 40 bucks for a ticket of popcorn and a Coke. It's terrible. So to have three days of something that's free, I mean, I... How much I li- popcorn did you eat? I got the large. <laughs> I got the biggest popcorn, the biggest Coke I could get, yeah. So, But it's still way too expensive yeah. for one person to go to the movies. Yeah. You can go to this three straight days. You've got entertainment. Yeah. Right? And I, I, to the best of my knowledge, you can bring in a package of peanuts and put them in your pocket. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and you can have a snack there. Are uh, we advocating... Sneaking in food no, no, to no, these we're, clubs? No, uh, <laughs> no well, we're not, not advocating that, but I don't think anybody, we're not going to have the uh, crowd police there uh, checking things out, no, so people I, are more than welcome to do that. I think, um, you know, I wouldn't have done this if I didn't believe it. it's a it's a great community tennis, racket sports in general, you know, event for our, our area. Um, so, again, you know when it is? It's Friday, September 22nd to the 24th. You know where it's at. All of this is at milwaukeetennisclassic.org. You'll see these things posted on social media as well from mine and from the board at the Milwaukee Tennis Classic. A lot of great players. If you haven't been to a pro tournament, this is going to be the best tennis you've ever seen. Right. If you haven't been able to make it to Cincinnati or the U.S. Open or any of those, this is it. This is as good as it gets. Um I had, I don't know, three, four years ago, I mentioned Corwin's before, and I got a chance at Podland when I had my single court during COVID. Um, Felix was hitting. on we, we, We got some time on our court, and I got to sit on a bench at court level six feet from him. Forget who was hitting. It might have been Eric Martinez. And I would have guessed sitting there watching the pace that there's no one in the world that could beat Felix. <laughs> It's that good, right? And then you realize there's a few people, right, that he's grinding through the tour and uh, really doing his best to get through that. But I'll watch that player and think, nobody in the world that can get that serve back. Like, it would kill me. I wouldn't even – I'm fairly brave, but I wouldn't even step on the court anymore. But this is the kind of level you can get out there up close. You can be right next to it. People are intimidated by 100-mile-an-hour fastball. And – Probably the average speed of a serve on the men's circuit is 125. Yeah. It's, and uh, it's not that much further on a tennis court where you're receiving the serve as opposed to a hitter and a batter in baseball. It's, so uh, you just have a bigger hitting surface with a tennis racket. That's it's really yeah, the it's, only difference. It's, but, you really don't know until you're there <laughs> court level. You don't know. what I tell people, go see a pro tournament. And you'll be you'll be humbled because you think we play tennis. <laughs> nah, what I do, what most of our members do, 
it's a different sport. But you, you can't really see it on TV. Oh. It doesn't look as fast. Uh, but this is your chance, everybody, to get out there and check it out. Um, for, for the last time, it's Friday, September 22nd, the Sunday, the September 24th. Um, Milwaukee Country Club, Wisconsin Club, Western Racket Club, MilwaukeeTennisClassic.org if you want to volunteer. Also, coaches at clubs, tennis directors, Tim Hartwick, if you're listening to this, bring your HP program. Mono, bring our juniors. I'll work on the adults. We'll get some whack players out there. Uh, we'd encourage you to go. It's completely free. And high school coaches encouraging their players to, to come. And it doesn't matter what age they are. It can be a ninth grader uh, with aspirations or a senior who's looking to play college tennis. It runs a gamut. So we're very fortunate sure. to have it. All right, Denny. Uh, I'm done with my list. You got anything, any no, last uh, words for just, the people? Uh, I, I just want to compliment you, Scott, for doing a podcast and uh, – uh, engaging and promoting tennis in our area. You do a great job. Thank um, you. And I uh, hope you continue to do it and make time for it because it's very valuable. I'm going to try. I like doing it. I just make it up as I go. This one was this one was different. We actually had topics to cover. Yes. Um, but Denny mentioned I'd have a podcast. It's called Order on the Courts with Scott Fix. That's me. I talk about tennis, pickleball, coaching life, a lot of club life, how things work in various tennis clubs. Had a lot of guests on, um, and a lot of random stuff, too. I do movie reviews and book reviews and talk about random stuff. But you can find that anywhere. This one you're listening to will be on Spodcast and Spotify, uh, Apple, all those things. You can find it anywhere. You can also follow Milwaukee Tennis Classic on Instagram. I found them on Facebook today. Um, and you'll I can link those with my uh, Scott Fix Tennis and Pickleball social media accounts. So, that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions on the Classic, visit the website, or you can find Denny here at the WAC on Wednesday mornings, mostly. Just leave me a message. Right? I'll we, return all calls and emails. We can, uh, we can catch you up with all that. So thanks, everybody. Look forward to seeing you at the Classic, and uh, see you all in the courts.